Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at Mark Miller Subaru, 10920 South State Street, their Southtown location here in the Southtown Auto Mall. We're going to talk some college football with our good friend Josh Parcell coming up here momentarily. Uh, if uh, you've been thinking about uh, adopting a dog or a cat, today is your day. They're doing it for free uh, down here at Mark Miller Subaru, 10920 South State Street. Uh, so uh, come on down and pay us a visit. All right, let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. Uh, joining us now, of course, uh, we love to talk to him about uh, college football. He's a radio host on WFNZ as well as uh, Sirius and XM College Radio uh, and uh, founder of College Football Country is our good friend Josh Parcell. Hey, Josh, how are you? What's going on, fellas? Good to talk to you. Hey, good to talk to you. Just loving it that uh, we're watching college football. We're getting more and more leagues back, and it, it's – I don't know if uh, this football season will ever feel normal, but uh, it, it kind of feels as normal as it can, I guess. I know. I know. It's been so nice just to be able to, to sit down on Saturdays, watch a bunch of games, and, yeah, yeah, it, it's been unusual, right? We, we've had, what, close to 40 games postponed at this point. It's, it's weird, but – I give a ton of credit to everybody who's been able to help put this season together, get football back on the field, keep the players safe, keep the fans safe, the coaches, all that stuff. It's been uh, it's been awesome to see, and we've been watching some great football lately, man. It's been a it's been a blast. A local team that we uh, we watch on a regular basis here has uh, sort of edged its way into the uh, into the rankings. Wanted to get your thoughts on BYU. I mean, they've been so exciting. I mean, from that opening game against Navy, which I didn't see coming, and I don't know how many people did, to what they were able to do last week against a pretty good Houston team who I know has had one of the most bizarre starts to their season of anybody in this truly bizarre year. But really, really impressed with BYU and Zach Wilson, who's who's playing himself into a conversation as an NFL prospect, right? Not only – I don't think he's going to win the Heisman. I know that that's definitely a, a, something that BYU fans would love to see. Maybe he's a finalist. Reminds you of a, a Jordan Lynch-type guy at Northern Illinois that uh, comes from a, a group of five school and, and makes it to New York as a finalist. We've seen that happen in the past. Um, but the fact that he's been able to put together the season like he had has had so far is, is truly exciting and – uh, I love it for BYU, for another team that wasn't sure if they were going to be able to have a normal season. Here they are having a, a heck of a run so far, and I, I think it's only going to get better from here. From a national perspective, how important is it that BYU beat Boise State coming up in a few weeks? Well, I don't know that it is that important, and, and I, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset some BYU fans that are listening because ultimately I don't think BYU is going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to come up short in in that chase. I just Boise State is definitely going to be, I would I would imagine, the best team that they play all year long. I don't think that's going to be enough, even if they win convincingly, for me to feel comfortable with them getting a, the bump over, you know, a, a champion from one of the Power Five leagues, uh, maybe the Pac-12. But other than that, I, I don't see it's it's 
putting them over the top in that conversation. So uh, you win that game, you're undefeated. You're certainly in a New Year's Six Bowl at that point, assuming we have them. <laughs> um, but besides that, it's an important game. But if fans are thinking that that's the game that's going to be their ticket to winning a debate against a, you know, a one-loss Power Five conference champion, I don't think it's going to be enough personally. A lot of BYU fans, I think, would be happy with just the New Year's Six situation, you know, because they know they they, they yeah. know they know they know this schedule is is uh, compromised, you know. But they've yeah. never been. Uh, it's been a long time. They were in the Cotton Bowl way back in the day, but uh, it's been. Uh, Something they've been waiting to see. Yeah, that's a great point. And, I, I mean, that would be, with everything that they've been through, everything everybody's been through, I mean, that, that would be such a reward for those kids. And, you know, UCF a few years ago, they obviously ran the table. They were they were banging on the table thinking that they deserved a national championship. They deserved a spot at the table. It just With the schedule that BYU has played, it, it's just going to be really hard to make that argument. There's there's just not enough substance on that schedule, not enough meat on the bone, even with Houston, even with, you know, Boise State, to, to stack that up against the likes of, you know, a one-loss team from, you know, the SEC, certainly not. The ACC, no. Uh, you know, the Big Ten, no. Maybe the Big 12 if they cannibalize one another, but I think you're looking at two teams from the SEC getting in, maybe even two teams from – either the Big Ten or the ACC over an undefeated BYU. Do you think uh, – sorry, Jake, I just wanted to follow up on that. Do you think BYU gets some uh, – I guess the word would be sympathy because the original schedule they had was really quite good and challenging, and uh, right. they scram- they scrambled to put this thing together. So do you think they get forgiveness from the pollsters in that regard? I mean, maybe to some extent, I don't think it matters in terms of the playoff or not. Um, it, it ultimately, it's about who you played, who you beat, and, and how'd you beat them, right? I mean, it's, what the schedule looked like six months ago doesn't matter uh, now. Uh, it, it, it's unfortunate, but I don't personally, I wouldn't really take that into consideration. I mean, I feel for BYU, it would have been a very different schedule, but they also probably wouldn't be undefeated if they were playing the schedule they had before. So, kind of comes out in the wash in my opinion um but doesn't, doesn't take away from the way they're playing right now i mean they could be playing a tougher schedule and probably still be undefeated or a one-loss team and ranked inside the top 25 maybe even the top 20 because zach wilson and that offense is just that good our friend josh parcel with us here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone with the big 10 coming back this week i want to ask you about uh, jim harbaugh and uh, the job he's done at Michigan, which has not been a bad job. I mean, Michigan hasn't been bad. But is it safe to say that uh, Michigan has not lived up to expectations under Harbaugh? And what what's his security like there? It's a loaded question, and it's a popular topic <laughs> for, uh, for anybody who covers the sport nationally because, no, he hasn't lived up to expectation. The expectation at Michigan is beat Ohio State. He hasn't done that win the Big Ten East. He hasn't done that. Uh, He hasn't even finished in the top two in the Big Ten East. And they haven't made a college football playoff. That is the bar at Michigan. That is the expectation. Um, But you also have to remember that, you know, his first year at Michigan, or 2016, you know, that team is a half yard away uh, from a bad spot in overtime against Ohio State from from winning that game, winning the Big Ten East. And and I believe they win the, the conference championship and play in the playoff that year. Ohio State went on to win the national championship. So 
Uh, they were very close to that. And you have to think how differently would we view Jim Harbaugh had they played in the national team or played in the playoff that year even. Uh, it's a very different conversation, I think. Jim Harbaugh has not only stabilized Michigan, but he's made them a consistent top-ten team. Uh, he just hasn't gotten them over the hump. The issue has been quarterbacks, and, and I don't think that this year is going to be much different. I don't uh, believe that he has truly elite play at that position. And uh, for that reason, I actually think Michigan is a prime candidate to be a disappointment. I actually like Minnesota to beat them this weekend. I, I think the, the Gophers win at home, primetime game against Michigan. It's only a three-point number. I think that Michigan's going to have a tough time this season. And I would not be surprised if Jim Harbaugh starts sniffing around the NFL again at some point. It might not be this offseason, but at some point things run its course. And you just look at Jim Harbaugh's career. He, he's never really lasted anywhere more than five or six years. It's Usually he gets tired of them or they get tired of him and, and you move on. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in the next year or two. Josh, were you surprised with the way Alabama handled Georgia, outscoring them 21 to zip in the second half? No. No, I wasn't. Uh, I I actually loved Bama. That was one of my best bets of the week last week. I I thought they were going to cover that number. It it was hilarious to me that that line moved when the the Saban news came out uh, that that Alabama's a machine. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have Nick Saban, but they could have survived without Nick uh, that night because as good as Georgia's defense is, you can't cover all those guys. You can't cover Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell and John Mechie and then also load the box to stop Najee Harris on the ground. That Alabama offense is unreal. And it's scary to think about how good it was last year when, you know, they had a top-five pick quarterback and it had two other first-rounders at receiver. It's just unreal how much talent they have. I think Alabama is uh, – as good as anybody in the country, I, I didn't understand before the year why it felt like most people assumed Clemson and, and Ohio State were 1-2, and then you had Bama as a really good but but a distant third amongst those three teams. Alabama only got two votes in the AP poll to be the number one team in America before the season. And they were my number one. I think they're more complete than Clemson um, by a nose. So I was not surprised at all. I, I just – Stetson Bennett at Georgia is a nice story. He's not ready to, to play in a game like that and to win. And you saw that in the second half with those interceptions. Alabama was was the far superior team. So, Josh, put yourself in Trevor Lawrence's shoes uh, for a second. Let's just say his great play continues and health and all that, and he's the bona fide uh, automatic number one pick in the NFL draft. And let's pretend for a moment that the Jets don't win a football game for the rest of the year, <laughs> and they are the team making that number one pick. Would you go back to Clemson? Uh, no, I wouldn't, but I get it. I, I, I get the fear of not wanting to go to an organization that is just in shambles. But, you know, while the Jets have a history of 25, 30 years of screwing it up, I, I will say I like Joe Douglas, their GM. Uh, I don't understand why they're keeping Adam Gase around, but you know Gase is going to be gone and, and the Jets will have a new head coach. Um, so if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I go. I, I think there's something to be said for having the attitude that the past is in the past and I can come in and, and I can be the guy who sets the tone for the new era. You know, Joe Burrow basically is doing something similar with Cincinnati uh, where you know they've had a little more success in the last 10 years than the Jets, but not an organization that is accustomed to winning. And Joe Burrow said, I don't care. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be the, the guy who's the face of this turnaround. I think Lawrence has that same sort of attitude. And, uh, as, as 
painful as it is to think about Trevor Lawrence playing for the Jets, uh, I, I would still come out and I would be the number one pick and I would uh, try to prove to everybody that hey, I'm as good as, as you say I am. I'm a transcendent generational quarterback. An attendant question with that, Josh, is what's your feeling on quarterbacks who have established themselves as real talents uh, going ahead and leaving, uh, skipping their senior year to go to the NFL? We were having this conversation about Zach Wilson who we've already talked about with you, but uh, Jake and I were going back and forth. If he really impresses scouts, should he jump? Is there any scenario in which a quarterback shouldn't do that? I I don't think so. Um, If you believe that you're a first-round pick, you should go. Because if you get drafted in the first round, 99.9% of the time your team is going to start you at some point. I mean, they are obligated to give you a chance to be the starting quarterback. You're getting more guaranteed money. Um, and in this business, that is, I mean, that is invaluable to have that kind of guaranteed security coming out of school. I would do that. I mean, you can look at examples in the past of quarterbacks who came back and it was a bad idea. Uh, Matt Barkley, very famous example of that at USC. He would have been a top 10 pick comes back to school, ends up getting drafted in the fourth round, and you know never really had much of a career in the NFL. Um, on the flip side, there's a guy like Joe Burrow who came back for his senior year, was never viewed as a, you know, a, a first or a second round talent, was hardly viewed as a draft pick at all, and then has a heck of a year, his final year, and, and turns into a first rounder. But if you know going into that last year, I'm a first round pick, I don't understand why you come back. And quite frankly, if, if I'm a a rising junior like Trevor Lawrence is. I mean, I get the allure of playing college football. I love it as much as anyone. I don't think Trevor Lawrence should be playing college football. I'd be sitting out right now. One devastating injury could, could change the course of your life. So I applaud him for wanting to play for his team and for his school. But I just think if you have that kind of, of talent or, or that kind of security that you're going to be drafted that high, personally, I would go. Josh Parcell is with us here on, excuse me, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Back to the Big Ten again. Uh, you think Ohio State is going to be uh, as good as everybody thinks? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I think Ohio State is really, really good. And uh, the Big Ten coming back to play through a complete monkey wrench into the college football playoff race. Because if it weren't for them, you can go ahead and write Clemson, Alabama in, into the game on uh, January 11th for the national title and forget about it. Those two teams are so much better than everybody else. But Ohio State is in that same class. I mean, obviously it starts with the quarterback. Justin Fields is going to be a top three pick next year. He's a tremendous player, tremendous athlete. What they have at wide receiver with Chris Olave, they've got a great offensive line. Uh, and the running game is going to be really good. They lose J.K. Dobbins. But, you know, Master Teague is supposedly going to be back healthy. That's a huge uh, bonus, uh, getting him back after an injury scare in the spring. And Trey Sermon transfers from Oklahoma, where he was a, uh, almost a two-time thousand-yard rusher with the Sooners. So they've got plenty of talent on offense. Defensively, they'll, they'll be replacing some key guys. Jeffrey Okuda was the number three pick. Uh, they lost a couple of other top guys on that defense. Obviously, Chase Young being the number two pick. How could I forget about him? But they reload. That's what they do at Ohio State. They'll, they'll have plenty of talent. They are the class of the Big Ten. And uh, if you're Clemson or Alabama, you better hope that you're the number one team come December because if you're number two, you got a date with the Buckeyes in the semifinals, and that, and that is not going to be a cakewalk. 
From your seat, Josh, uh, do you or does anybody else on the national level care much about what's happening in the Pac-12? No, not really. Uh, It's just that 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 conference has gone so long now without having a a true national championship contender. I mean, all due respect to Washington and the, the couple of great seasons Chris Peterson put together, never really felt like they were a threat to win at all. And, you know, Larry Scott has just made so many blunders now with, you know, the handling of, you know, the media and the, the television network and just the way that they've branded that league. They, they need a team to step up and truly compete with the, the big boys uh, in December, I think, for, for people to take that conference seriously again. And that's a shame because I say that. And I don't mean to disrespect some of the great programs in that league. The Utah Utes are one of my favorite programs in America. I love Kyle Whittingham and the job that he has done. I, I love uh, Mario Cristobal and the job they're doing at Oregon. Um, and I, I think that's a, you know, th- th- those are some good programs in that league. But it, the, the gap is getting wider and wider, it feels like, between the schools in the southeast um, who are getting the money from the television networks and, uh, and, and just getting the exposure um, where you're seeing Clemson and Alabama go into California and take kids from modern-day high school and all the big schools in, in California. They're not going east. The pac 12s not even keeping kids at home anymore, and that, that's an issue. I mean, I think it's going to be really hard for the Pac-12 to stay relevant unless a team surprises us and competes for a national championship. So the fact that the Pac-12 has uh, the NCAA champion in, uh, I don't know, water polo doesn't really uh, <laughs> spin your beating yeah, much, yeah. huh? It doesn't. It doesn't move the meter. Um, I, I love water polo. I used to play water polo when I was like 14. It was a lot of fun. But I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that's going to be on ESPN or, or ABC at seven o'clock on a Saturday night anytime soon. Josh, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for checking in with us and enjoy the college football weekend. Great to catch up with you guys as well. Take care. Thank you very much. Our friend Josh Parcell, Sirius XM College Football, as well as uh, WFNZ in Charlotte. And he uh, jumps on with us from time to time during the college football season, Gordon, and he's always good. Jake, what do you think, uh, how is he received in the Carolinas when he says that Alabama is clearly ahead of Clemson, I wonder? Uh, I bet they're, they're pretty grumpy. Would, would be my guess. I, I don't I, know. I would guess because he's in North Carolina. Carolina. I don't know Clemson in South Carolina. I maybe maybe he's in the middle of ACC country though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, sure. There, he's he's up north of SEC country. Yeah, I mean the ACC is just a one team league. I mean you, you know you talk about BYU not playing anybody. I mean Clemson, the the resistance in that league is is not terrific at the moment. How you know, come we, the Wahoo, How come the Wahoos aren't any good this year? Uh, because they have one good year every Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. To 25 years, so I would not <laughs> expect it to be regular there. That's not the standard. Do you think Bronco, uh, is his uh, is his stability uh, all solid there uh, oh, in yeah. Virginia? Oh, yeah. he's good. Because he for, did pretty well last year. From what he did last year, man, he's going to have a job there for at least the next 10 years. He could, he could lose every game for the next three years and still have a gig. <laughs> You think so? Really? That's why it's the best. I've told you this. That's why the UVA Wahoo. is the best job in the country because the expectations are so low because <laughs> they've been so bad for so long Wahoo. that you just have to have a half-decent season 
and you're going to be cashing those checks for a while. And, I'm and those checks, and those checks are pretty fat. So. Those checks are. are uh, Bronco is not complaining. I guarantee you that. Doing all right, making that ACC money. And did he ever state, move out? Did he ever move out of that trailer? Yeah, he only yeah. did that while he was building this house. Okay. All right, we're here at uh, Mark Miller Subaru Southtown, 10920 South State, uh, State Street in the Southtown Auto Mall. Joining us now is Chase from Mark Miller Subaru. What's going on, Chase? Not much. How are you guys doing? Hey, we, we're doing great. And I love this event, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, helping people adopt pets, it's great. Always a good time, yep. So we know Jeff uh, a little bit uh, because uh, you guys are great partners of ours. He does the, the show on, on, uh, on Saturdays. We kind of have a, uh, know what you guys are about here at Mark Miller, but it's got sure. to be a great place to work. It seems awesome. It really is. I've, I've been in the auto industry since 2002, and uh, I really like working here just because we're really the opposite of a traditional dealership. We're very customer-focused kind of just give them what they want. Uh, it's easy to come in and get pricing, trade-in, interest rates without any hassle. So it makes our lives a little easier, and we just have happy customers, which which is nice. So it's it's fun. When you, because uh, I'm sure you have to explain it a lot, when you explain what the promised pricing is and that sort of thing yeah. that people do, they just go, wow, this is this is great because it's so different from everybody else. Absolutely, yeah. We, we've had a great response from it. Um, people really enjoy just being able to come in and kind of go at their own pace because, like, you know, if you go to a traditional store they they want you to go at their pace and do their program but we are focused on the customer so if they want to get a price or just drive a car or trade in anything it's just easy there's no hassle there's no you know slimy salesman or anything right. like that it's just easy and they don't work on commission so they're again just more focused on the customer and that experience and it, it makes everything nice. It, it's funny because we're talking to you, the the sales manager. You know, in, in traditional car dealership ways, uh, you, you know, you go in there and you talk to the sales guy and you say, oh, I can't come up that high. And he goes, well, let me go talk to my manager mm -hmm. and then disappears <laughs> into Lord knows where. For and who he, knows how long. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then comes out and says, oh, we just can't do that. I mean, as a sales manager, it's got to be nice. It's it, got to be nice that you don't have to be the, the, the scary guy behind the door that says no all the time. It is nice, yeah. And I'm just, uh, again, just putting the focus back on the customer just makes your life easier. Because I've worked at traditional stores. We were a traditional store for a long time, but it, it was still more customer focused. Right. So, again, it's just a lot easier. It's simple because it, it's hard to, as a salesperson, you're building a lot of rapport with somebody, um, getting, you know, kind of building trust. And then at a traditional store, that kind of all just blows apart right. as you start to talk about the numbers. Um, so here it's a lot easier. So come on down and, uh, and adopt a, a pet. Um, you guys partner with Nuzzles & Co., uh, which, is, which is just op awesome. And while you're down here, maybe... Uh Check out the Crosstrek, or yeah. uh, maybe maybe check. I I am a legacy driver myself. Oh, I love perfect. it. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, Chase, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. All right, one hundred nine two zero South State Street. We'll have more coming up next. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 1280 the zone live at mark miller subaru 10920 south state street it's their Southtown location uh it's adopt a pet day and uh they've teamed up with nuzzles and co and they're helping people adopt pets really really cool if uh if your family has been uh, thinking about uh, adopting uh, now is the time and mark miller subaru is making it very easy time for drop of the day also known as sounds 
of various clips. Always a highlight. Uh, Austin has uh, unearthed, of course, the presidential debate uh, is tonight. Austin has uh, unearthed a bit about uh, if uh, Frankenstein were to debate the mummy. Here it is. C-SPAN now takes you to the latest debate between Frankenstein's monster and the mummy. Okay, we'll start with Frankenstein. What do you have to say about all the wildfires? (laughs) And mummy, your perspective? (laughs) Okay, next question. And this is for mummy. Now, how would you handle pre-existing conditions? (laughs) Excuse me, Frankenstein, the mummy was not finished. (laughs) No, um, gentlemen, please. This has been C-SPAN's coverage of the latest debate between Frankenstein and the mummy. Okay, you know, I, I, I think that's funny because it reminds me that we need to do the segment Gordon's Grunts. Right. Like, we really need to do that. That's what I was thinking, too. Gordon? Mm. <laughs> See? See? We, we need to do Gordon's Wh- Grunts. Which, you so mentioned bad. that, Jake. Uh-huh. And as I was hearing that clip, that actually led me to rework the clip. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> C-SPAN now takes you to the latest debate between Frankenstein's monster and the mummy. Okay, we'll start with Frankenstein. What do you have to say about all the wildfires? And mummy, your perspective? Mm. Okay, next question. And this is for mummy. Now, how would you handle pre-existing conditions? Mm. (laughs) Frankenstein, the mummy was not finished. (sighs) That was incredible. The long one. I don't remember the you long one. You did that one run. today. Was that today? In the split story. Mm. <laughs> it's even, I got to play it for you now. Here's here's what your uh, uncut sigh sounds like, Jake. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like you're choosing a sandwich at the drive-thru. Mm. <laughs> It's so long. (laughs) 3.063 seconds, in fact. Oh, it's so long. Oh, man. Well done, Austin. That's funny. So there you go. That's the debate. Uh, Frankenstein versus Mummy and Jake versus Gordon. (laughs) That's funny. You know what? That should be like a section of the presidential debate where you can only answer in grunt form. We may need to hear that again. That was pretty funny. The whole thing? No, just the part. Just Jake's side? Just Jake and me going back and forth. Okay, go ahead. C-SPAN now takes you to the latest debate between Frankenstein's monster and the mummy. Okay, we'll start with Frankenstein. What do you have to say about all the wildfires? And mummy, your perspective? Mm. Okay, next question. And this is for mummy. Now, how would you handle pre-existing conditions? Mm. (laughs) Frankenstein, the mummy was not finished. (sighs) (laughs) My long one is definitely the worst. I don't know where. I I, I don't even remember that. I don't uh, remember making that sound either, but here we are. Wow. (sighs) All right. If if you make a noise, Austin will record it. (laughs) Weird uncles. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Are we Jeez. really going to do that? Are we going to have a segment on, on grunts? Yes, we need to do Gordon's grunts. I, th- this is how I have it envisioned, is that we have headlines or, or parts of stories describing a story and then get your reaction to that with a grunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only way – see? The only way – the only response you can give is, is via a grunt. Mm. Because I feel like sometimes I know exactly what you mean when you grunt, uh, and sometimes I have no clue. So I think it would be fun to <laughs> to gauge that. Okay. Okay. So maybe we need to do that. Uh, all right. Coming up next, the worst segment in the history of the big show, Survivor Pool Picks. <sighs> I forgot about that. See, Thanks see, for reminding me. See if if you can uh, gauge my opinion on this segment with with this grunt. Oh. Well, we, mm. you, he also has to do his incriminating audio. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. The final segment today, the, but leading into the movie zone, you're doing it live on air. The uh. the, the incriminating audio. Hmm. <laughs> so bad. Survivor pool picks next, 97.5 and 1280 at the zone. It's time for the big show to predict the winners and losers of the NFL. This is the big show survivor pool on 97.5, 1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Ugh. The big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I hate this segment. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. So dumb. I have pierced nipples. I have pierced nipples. (laughs) Hey, guys, I got pierced nipples. Hey, guys, I got pierced nipples. Hey, guys, I got pierced nipples. Woohoo, pierced nipples. (laughs) That is pretty amazing. Oh man, what a what a terrible terrible You're idea paying up. this was. You're paying up before oh, 7. This is so stupid. All right, uh so Austin um reminded us during the break what teams we've already selected. If you're not familiar uh with the the survivor pool rules, basically we go through the year you can only pick every team once. You only have to pick one game, but you have to get it right. And uh I I almost I can almost guarantee I know who Gordon's picking today. Okay, oh, you now. I I think so, but we'll we'll see when we get to it. Who wants to Who wants to go first? You. I'll go first since I'm so terrible. I need a guaranteed W this week. I I, I cannot lose again. So, when in doubt, pick against the Jets. I'm going with the Bills. <laughs> it's a fine selection, sir. It is. I'm going with the Bills. You've got a uh, 75% chance that you'll be right according to Matchup Predictor. If the Bills lose that game, Jake, they are minus twelve and a half. <laughs> the, I tell you, I need a, I need a guaranteed W, and I know the Bills are one of the better teams. I'm going with the Bills. They're going to beat the Jets. That's going to happen. So I won't have to pay up on another stupid bet at least for one week. So just for our listeners, t- tell them who Jake has picked. Okay, he picked the Colts. Mm-hmm. That was bad. <laughs> he picked the Forty ers That was uh-huh. good. He picked the Chargers. That was bad. And that's where we got uh, the first two, Magic Johnson and, New- and Littlest Wahoo, or Newest Wahoo, rather. Uh, <laughs> Littlest Wahoo. Uh, he's all, he then uh, picked the Patriots last week, and that was bad. Lose to the Broncos. And he'll Broncos. pay that up today before Jeez. seven. Jeez. 
So, Austin, okay. So, who have you picked? Uh, I've gone with the Ravens, Steelers, Colts, Rams, 49ers, and Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I was wrong with the 49ers and told you I have pierced nipples. Uh, and so today, uh, I am, I am too, following the wisdom of Jake Scott, which is probably a really, really bad decision. Yeah, what are you doing? You're about to pick the same game? But I predetermined this before the game, and I cannot switch. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. All right. All right, well. Yeah. And you already picked the Bills, Gordon. Yes, I did. Yeah, Otherwise, I would have picked that game, too. Gordon, uh, Gordon's picks have been? The Bills, the Bucks, the Colts, the Jets with an asterisk. He was wrong, but he didn't pick it. The Ravens and the Dolphins. All right. Well, I think this week I'll go with the Saints. Who are they playing? They're playing the Panthers. Oh, the Panthers wow. Have been, the Panthers have been surprisingly better than uh, yeah, I thought they I would understand be. that, but I'm, I, I, what are my other choices this week, really? I uh, mean, I, I don't want to go with – I don't want to go with the Browns. I thought for sure you'd go with the, the Chefs over the Dogs. I already picked the Chiefs, didn't I? No. Nope. nope. They're like the I one did. good team you haven't picked. All right. Well, maybe I'll go with that then. Well, you're going to burn. See, that's the thing. You're yeah. you're headed for a bunch of incriminating audio, I think, because you're burning through all the good teams. Like no, that. I haven't burned. Well, go through my teams one more time. <sighs> Come on. Okay. The Bills, the Bucks, the Colts, the Jets, the Ravens, the Dolphins. Oh, uh, you know, that's... I'll go ahead with the Saints this week. You know, the, the, the Raiders They're, this week are missing maybe their entire starting offensive line. The Raiders, yeah. I'll but go with the Jordan Saints. Can't pick the, the, Saints Bucks again. The, the Saints oh, that's are right. the Saints are like what, eight point favorites or something? Seven and a half. Uh, I'll go with the Saints. Come on, Panthers. Let's go, Panthers. How about them Panthers? Let's go, Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. Let's go, go two get gloves. That, let's go get that done. Go, let's go pick up. A, let's go pick up a win. Let Drew Brees I, I, know how old he is. Now, Austin, I hold, I'm, I'm wishing no harm on you. Okay. But if the Bills lose to the Jets, then Jake should have to do ten incriminating. Audio. Why? <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but on a real note, if the Bills lose to the Jets, then Jake really, really is truly somehow voodoo cursed. <laughs> Right. Honestly, yeah, and we better keep our distance, not because of COVID rules, but because of that. Yes, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. There's no way that the Jets beat the Bills this weekend. Well, this is great because I'm I'm winning this thing, and I haven't even picked the Chiefs yet. I haven't picked the Steelers. And I, I mean, I got options moving forward. Good for you. Good for you. You have a couple more favorites. You did lose until- in Week Four, but you know you chickened out. Uh, as far as why we're on an NFL conversation, uh, tonight, uh, let's see, tonight's game is a, a real snoozer. The Giants are at the Eagles, uh, oh, probably yeah. uh, one of the worst teams in the league going up against the most dip- disappointing team in the league. So tune in, <laughs> not tuning into that. Uh, but a couple of good games, uh, Austin's Titans, undefeated Titans, going up against the undefeated Steelers in what uh, should be one heck of a game. Yeah, Steelers, look out, Titans. Who did uh, our guy uh, Matt Williamson on Tuesday, you guys asked him specifically about that game, and he said he was leaning more towards the Steelers, right, being the real thing? 
Well, yeah, and you're the one that said that the Titans are vastly overrated. That's but since I said that, Ryan Tannehill suddenly became Tom Brady. <laughs> the good version. Yeah. Uh the the Texans have been disappointing, but they could be that could be a fun game with uh them and the Packers. Um a game you, of, have you have you bought into the Browns at all? No. No. Are you? The, cow- the Cowboys. I mean, come on. Hey, well, they, yeah, they're well, leading their division. Four and they lead their division. It's crazy. Hater. I was going to say that that matchup between the Cowboys and Washington, That's that should be titled, well, somebody's got to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's... going to be a tie, 0-0. Zero, zero. Oh, man, that's that's just a terrible matchup. And then the the, the Patriots and the 49ers, I guess that, guess that has some potential, although the 49ers are so beat up. And uh, the Patriots are, are somewhat disappointing. Well, and then the, uh, they, if, the ni- if the Niners kick six field goals, and then the <laughs> Raiders and the Bucks did get flexed today. So the Raiders and the Bucks were supposed to be the uh, the night game on NBC. Uh, that got moved to the afternoon. I do think that's going to be a pretty decent game. But uh, the night game now is the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Does that do anything for you? Ugh. The Seahawks are really good. Yeah, but. The the Cardinals aren't, and Kyler Murray, it depends on the week. Last week was no good. Well, he started no good, ended okay. So I'm surprised. Are you surprised the Cardinals are only a three point dog? I am. Is this that's in Seattle, right? No, it's in Phoenix. Uh, yeah, it's and the Cardinals yeah. are four and two. I mean, I definitely do not believe in Cliff Kingsbury, but I mean, they're four and two. It, it really comes down to the Seahawks defense against Kyler Murray. Who yeah. you picking there? The Seahawks defense, I think. Yeah, I'm going with Seahawks. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Uh, what about the Jaguars Rams? Yeah, no, I don't think that's no, all that interesting. No, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna gonna. The who? Get... <laughs> that's uh, by the way, that's the Monday night matchup. Well, the Bears are five and one. The Rams are four and two. I mean, oh, what did I say? The Jaguars? Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Jaguars are playing the Chargers. Different LA team there. Austin. Oh, that's where I mistake that. Did you did you see that? My guy Tyrod Taylor has been cleared to return. How how Justin Herbert has been great, and and I get why they're going to stick with him. But how bent out of shape would you be that the only reason you got hurt is because the team doctor punctured your lung, <laughs> and then you get Wally pipped by the rook? Yeah, I smell conspiracy. Oh, or, did just... we check that doctor's credential, or was he like the guy in a Catch Me If You Can type doctor? I would be absolutely better. Let's just jab shot. this thing into your side and see what happens. <laughs> I'd honestly, I'd honestly. What's all this con- water? I'd honestly consider a lawsuit against the doctor. I yeah. really well, would. Th- because, think about, because, yeah, you're right, because if Herbert goes on to uh, take over that position for, for over the long haul, how much money does that cost? Yeah, Tyrod right, Taylor, yeah. because he's not playing, which means he's not auditioning for his next gig. And and maybe that's Herbert's going forward in the future, but he's, in the meantime, stuck on the sideline and then has to go find another gig because some doctor punch, punctured his lungs. Good heavens. What a terrible story. Yeah. Uh, although, you never know. You know, you never know what you wish for in life because, you know, if he had continued to play, he might have blown out a knee. It's just it's weird sometimes, life. Are you really trying to say that, that Tyrod Taylor should be happy that the doctor punctured his lung? <laughs> could have been worse. He could have cut take? your head off on the <laughs> sideline. Right. It's like one of those stories, you about? Know, when you go into the – someone's in a foreign country somewhere, and they go in to have their toenail fixed, and, you know, they uh, they have a kidney removed or something, you yeah? know? 
Boy, was that on on. like unsolved mysteries or something? That was very weirdly specific. You know, it. it, Can you imagine cheering up Tyrod Taylor if you're Gordon? You know, go, oh, Tyrod. You, you. Can you imagine what could have possibly happened? Had that doctor Tyrod, how many fingers am I holding up? That's well, right. You can still on... see, so suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> it depends on what you, you know, do you believe in fate? Do you believe in uh, destiny? Do you believe... <laughs> uh, I yeah. can control my own destiny. I control my own. 100% right. Well, the right. doctor controlled it in that case. All right. We are live here at Mark Miller Subaru, 10920 South State. It's their South Town location. Our friend Caitlin from Nuzzles & Co. is jumping on with us once again. How's it going out there? Good. It's going great. I think we've done eight adoptions so far and counting. So we're finishing up here in the next little bit. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we do some more adoptions for the end of the night. People can still come by. and, uh, and um, uh, We're wrapping up right now. We end up at 6, so we're finishing up. But if you missed out tonight, we still have plenty of other animals that are available. You can go onto our website and see the available ones there, or you can visit us at our Park City location. Tell us a little bit more about uh, Nuzzles & Co. Yeah, so our main facility is actually in Pioa, which is about 20 minutes south of Park City, which is where we have our rescue ranch. So that is our main facility. And then we have our adoption center in Park City, so where some of the puppies go, some adult dogs some days and then some cats there as well Um, but we do most of our rescue from the Navajo Nation so we go down to the reservation we rescue dogs there and bring them back into our facility to care for them really cool how how did you guys get partnered up with Mark Miller um, I think it's been about four years we've been together yeah, it's now. Been a while, um, right? They, I think Mark Miller has different organizations that they work with in different categories, um, and we are their Love Pets partner, which we're really grateful awesome. for. Awesome! Yeah, yeah, that is so cool. Uh, all right, Nuzzles and Co. Uh, what, what's the website again? If people are interested, nuzzlesandco.org. Nuzzlesandco.org. Log on, and Caitlin, uh, thank you for joining us throughout the day. We yeah, appreciate thanks you. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll have more big show coming up next: ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty at the Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Mark Miller Subaru. Big thanks to them for hosting us today. 10920 South State Street. It's their Southtown location. They've been matching up uh, uh, adopted pets with owners today, and it's it's been really a lot of fun to be a part of it. Mm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> jeez. Um, <laughs> so so bad. Was that, was that indigestion? This is when you were debating there? how much uh, you're over under for Donovan's points per game should be. That's next what year. I made. That's the sound mm. I made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's my new ringtone. Jeez, that is just <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Uh, Speaking but, of just terrible, what? It's time. Okay. Your comeuppance has come up. Fine, I'll record it. Uh, you guys needed to come up with something for me to say. Jake right, is uh, one and three in Survivor Pool picks. Yeah, he's really... He's lost uh, three times. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't want to have him air his dirty laundry here on the show, do we? Can I point something <laughs> out that this is really unfair no, for you stop guys? It. No, wait, listen. This is really unfair for you guys to make me a do little, this little on violin remote. violin music in the background, please. <laughs> remote. On remote, you had yes. all week to do You're going to have me say something, and the, the good <laughs> folks here don't know what's going on. They're going to look at me like I'm freaking nuts. It's, it's pretty... It's... It, it's pretty uncool of you both, actually. Poor baby. For what? I I'm out here in public. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, and, there are people around and me. And when I had to say this, I have pierced nipples. That was in public. 
You didn't have to record it in public. It goes it was, on the radio. You were right there in the studio. I My gotta, mother I, could hear that. Got to record this here where people don't know what we're doing. I don't know that I'm paying up on a bet. I'm All just right. Gonna say you done crying because we're running out of time. Say something crazy and get a bunch of dirty looks. It really is not cool of you guys to do this to me. Gordon, tell him what he has to say. Uh, no, this is your baby. You tell him. Oh, okay. Jake, I need you to pretend, and this may not be a stretch for you. I'm just making some assumptions about your personal hygiene. <laughs> I need you to pretend that you have just been told for the first time ever you're supposed to wash your underwear, and you need to say, wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear? Just like that. Okay. Wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear? Okay, that was yeah, actually that was really good, good the first time. I thought so. I nailed it. Well, I'm certainly not going to do a zillion takes with all these people around. <laughs> Let's make uh, them do it wasn't again. wasn't quite right. No, it was I think good. He needs you just to said it was good. You just said it was good. The machine dropped out a little nope, there. No, that's it. All right, coming up next, the movie Zone. And remind we we brought this up yesterday, Austin. Remind me, what's the uh, what's the first uh, first actor or actress you think of when you hear the phrase horror film? Oh, that's right, Ving Rhames. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. More next. Shirley Temple. <laughs> a movie Zone with Austin and Johnny coming up next. Lena Horn. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a football Friday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.